You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Before I get into today's episode, I want to tell you about my Patreon page. I set up my Patreon page to give my listeners a way to support the podcast and help me in reaching the goals that I have for the show. If you have not yet heard of my future plans for the show, please refer to episode 11 and you will hear all about them. However, if you are aware of where I'm trying to take the show and you wish to show your support, you can do so by becoming a Patreon supporter. As a supporter, you will enjoy special perks, which include early access to episodes, as well as exclusive access to my after-party series of interviews, which are interviews where my guests will talk explicitly about their escapades within the lifestyle. Trust me, these are very exciting episodes, and you don't want to miss them. It's very easy to become a supporter, and you can do so for as little as $5 a month. The address is www.patreon.com slash keys and anklets podcast. Again, www.patreon.com slash keys and anklets podcast. And for those who don't know, Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Again, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. For those of you who have become supporters, I want to thank you very much for your belief in me and your support is greatly appreciated. Thank you. All right, I want to welcome everybody to another installment of the Keys and Anklets podcast. Uh, Today is another interview episode. I'm actually interviewing a very dear friend of mine. I've, I've known them for, well, I've known her for years, her and her husband, for quite a while. Uh, she's been to a number of my parties, uh, has supported me from the very beginning, always encouraged me to kind of go above and beyond. So I've really been looking forward to, to doing this interview. Uh, she is a hot wife, and when I say hot wife, she epitomizes what a hot wife is. So Elle, why don't you say hello to everyone? Hello, everyone. <laughs> Now, you know, I will, you know, I know people are always curious about what the people look like who, who I interview, and just to kind of give you a little bit of a background, Elle's body is ridiculous. She uh, is really into physical fitness, and it, it shows. She looks better in a t-shirt than most guys. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, without any further ado, um, now, obviously, I've known you for a while, but, and so I know the answer to most of these questions, but I want to give everybody else the opportunity to, to learn about you. So just kind of give us a, a, a little bit of background on how you got into this. Like, where did this all start for you? Well, it all started mostly from my being bisexual and wanting to be with other women. And my husband telling me, of course, go for it. And initially, not knowing if I wanted him involved, he actually said it was up to me. And that progressed to a girlfriend, and that progressed to swinging with other couples. And we learned, well, I learned about myself, that I'm not jealous at all. That whatever we did, we did with together. And when we went home, we went home together. 
Okay. Now, like I said, I've, I've, I've known this about you for a while, and it's one of the reasons why I really wanted to have you as a guest on my show. And just to kind of let people know, I'm actually hosting a party this evening. So you may hear some, uh, some noises in the background. The party hasn't started yet, but we're kind of setting everything up for it. So if you hear people in the background or noises in the background, I apologize for that, but it cannot be avoided. So all I can ask is that you, that you bear with me on this day. Now, one of the reasons why I really wanted to have Elle on the show is there are a lot of misconceptions in this lifestyle as far as how the husbands who enjoy seeing their wives with other men are perceived. And, you know, there's this perception out there that these men are, are, are passive and, you know, are unable to satisfy women or, or whatever that fallacy may be. And in Elle's particular situation, her husband is actually dominant. Now, from what I gather, he's not necessarily your dominant. In other words, you guys have more of a, of a shared role in this lifestyle, meaning you know, if you see somebody that you want to play with, as long as he's cool with it, it happens. And if you want to play with somebody, or if he sees somebody that he wants you to play with and you're not cool with it, it doesn't happen. So you guys kind of have a, you know, kind of a, a, a shared input on that. But the other thing is that your husband is dominant. Absolutely. We, we both are dominant. Right. And I know that, you know, because he's, he, you know, he's brought her to my parties before, your husband also has a sub of his own. Yes, a collared submissive. So I'm just kind of curious, have you encountered those kind of guys that, that make that assumption that, oh, and try to come at him a certain way? Like, how, did, how have you encountered that during your journey in this lifestyle? Well, what I usually do is I just head it off at the pass. I say, by the way, my husband is not a cuckold. He is not submissive. He is dominant. He is a force to be reckoned with. Um, but he's cool with whatever I want to do. Wonderful, wonderful. So, like, can you remember the first time you played with, another guy with your husband because I mean I know you said that you were bisexual and you went after women like there you know most guys would be cool with that like if their woman wanted to play with another woman but as far as when another guy was introduced to the mix like how did how did that go for you was it an easy transition was there a, was there like an adjustment period for it well we actually went to a club and there were a couple of guys touching me and just the looks between us were that everything was okay it was just smiles and nods of the head saying, go ahead, enjoy yourself. And he played with a woman, and I just remember watching saying, wow, this is pretty good. This is pretty hot. Mm -hmm. So we just went with it from there. A lot of talking afterward. You know, were you okay with this? Was there something you didn't like? Is there something you, you really liked? It's a lot of conversation. Now, did you realize right away that it was something that turned him on? It turned him on to see me turned on. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily the person I was doing it with, but it was that I was happy and I was having really great sex, and that made him happy. So it's not a question of turning each other on by having sex with other people. It's seeing the other person happy that makes us happier together. Very good, very good. Now, when did you first become aware of the term hot wife? You know, I don't really remember when. I just remember it coming out at some point and thinking, oh, is that what I am? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I never felt the need to label things. I always felt like being bisexual meant something to one person, something to another person. Why not just 
you enjoy what you're doing, you're having a good time, and your spouse and you are happy doing it. I don't really need a label, but okay, hot wife it is. <laughs> now, one of the things, again, like I said, I've, I've known you for a while. I, I know that you're what the term is referred to as a size queen. When did that start for you? Like, how did, how did that come about for you? Well, seeing a really huge dick for the first time was, and I'm talking like 11 inches, I'm not talking something marginally bigger than my husband, because my husband is decent, but seeing a really big one and thinking, wow, I wonder what that feels like. That's gotta be different. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily, um, how should I put this? I don't, a guy doesn't have to be a certain size for me. There's a lot more that goes into it, but certainly that would get my attention, at least to wanna talk to him. <laughs> See if he's worth more. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that is that like a rarity for you, or do you is it as common as you would like it to be, or is it like a unicorn thing for you? Like, how often do you actually come across a guy who kind of makes your eyes bulge and be like, oh wow, like damn? Well, I've seen a lot of different sized dicks over the past few years, so yeah, it's kind of a rarity now to see one that I go, wow, <laughs> that's even bigger. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, was there any? Like, was it an adjustment period for you? Like, it's one thing to see one. It's another thing to actually fuck one. Like, Oh, no, there are some that are not doable. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so too big does exist for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And you give it a try, and you, sometimes you have to laugh and go, uh, no, not going to happen. <laughs> now, I, I kind of skimmed over this, but I don't want to leave it out. You've been married for how long? A long time. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you were you into kinky things before you got married or did that, or did that all blossom after you got married? Well, I guess the only kinky thing I was into before I was married was being with a girl and then not being with one for a very long time until I confessed to my husband that I liked girls too. And other than that, the kinky stuff was between us, what we tried, what we found on the internet, mm -hmm. you know, bought a certain sex toy and went, "Oh, this is interesting. How does this work?" Now, I always try to, you know, whenever I talk to a, a person in a lifestyle who, you know, has a great deal of experience, being that there are a lot of people who listen to my podcast who are just dipping their toes into the water as far as all of this is concerned. So as far as that's concerned, like what would your biggest piece of advice be for those couples who are thinking about getting into this make sure you understand what you want out of it what you want to see and also don't be afraid if you see something you thought you'd want and you realize it's not for you to stop it dead in its tracks and little signals help too between you and your partner like get me out of this situation or that's okay go ahead it's okay with me mm -hmm. so you don't have to have an entire conversation in a room full of people over what you can do and what you can't do and your husband doesn't have to come run over and yank you at the last second and say, <laughs> no, that guy's a jerk. <laughs> so you like, like little code words or little looks or? Absolutely, unless something is dangerous, mm -hmm. there's no reason that you can't have little signals between you that only the two of you know that aren't obvious to other people that convey a message. Right, that's, that's, that's very good advice for people. And, I, and like I said, I've you know, been at parties and had people come to my parties and like you say, it's, it's that kind of nonverbal communication mm -hmm. where it allows him to to step in and not cause a scene or not make anybody else feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. because they're not really privy 
to what's going on. All right. they see is right. your husband escorting you, you know, from a particular situation. So it's, I, a, I, it's I, simple. You can just say, hey, so-and-so just got here. Come with me for a second. Right. You know, you can be polite about it. And like I said, unless it's dangerous, in which case <laughs> all bets are off. You do what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> now, how has, like one of the things that I enjoy about whether it's hot wifing or cuckolding is I, I enjoy how confident the, the women are, you know, how comfortable they are in, in their own sexuality and how comfortable they are in their own skin. You know, they, they kind of have this glow about them because everybody gets to leave feeling sexually desired. So my question for you is, as you started to get into this, what did this lifestyle do for your confidence? Like, cause you know, I've, I've seen you at a number of parties. You've been, you know, you've been, you know, coming to my parties for years and eyes are always on you. And, you know, guys don't hide the lust that they have for you. And as I've told you before, no one does naked like you do. You know, Thank like you. as soon as you start playing, the, the clothes come off. And they stay off. Except for your heels, which, you know, no, I love. they always stay on. You know, and, you know, you strut around, and I fucking love it. So what has this lifestyle done for you as far as that confidence? Like, how has it affected you that way? Well, it's made me more confident in a lot of areas. Number one, I appreciate when people look at me, even strangers on the street. I can smile back and not feel oh my God, what is that person looking at me for? What are they thinking? I don't care. It's, you know, They look, it's like, oh, you want to look? Go right ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is I truly don't care what people think that if somebody looks at me and gives me a dirty look, I'm like, wow, that's, that sucks for them. <laughs> <laughs> Life is too short. No, it's made me confident that I, I wear clothes I probably would never have worn without this lifestyle because I know what I look like underneath mm-hmm. and I have the confidence to walk around naked and know that I can have a good time. I can talk to people. I can have sex with people while I'm naked. It's wonderful. <laughs> Almost want to be naked all the time, but you just can't do that. Well, I'm, 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 I'm sure I'll be, I'll be seeing you naked here in, 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 in no time. So. Well, we're working on that. <laughs> now, as far as, 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 as parties go, like when, what do you look for as far as picking out a guy that, you might want to play with like what does he have to have to catch your eye more than two words in a sentence to start um if i go up to somebody who i think is attractive or his profile had something in that i thought was amusing um it's not always about looks um and i'll try to have a a conversation and see where it goes i'd like to have some laughs because i really believe if you're not laughing at some point during sex you're not doing it right Mm -hmm. because there should be jokes you should be able to kid around a little bit it's not serious sex should be fun so if I'm talking to a guy and he's got nothing to say and it's just, okay, let's fuck. N- no, mm-hmm. no, no. Work on my head a little bit, work between the ears a little bit, and let's see where that goes. <laughs> now, when you go to parties, addressing this to the, the single guys who are out there, what kind of advice would you have for them? Like, like where do you see guys make, like what's that common misstep that, guys make a lot in this lifestyle that you see coming over while i'm playing with somebody and trying to put their dick in my mouth or at least waving it in front of me while they while they jerk off that's so unappealing (laughs) i mean i might call somebody over and say hey come on over join us Mm -hmm. but just coming over and assuming because i'm playing that i'm open season does not work for me 
that will get you shut down no matter what, no matter who you are. Okay, I'll, I'll definitely have to remember that. You don't have to worry <laughs> about that. <laughs> you are always welcome. <laughs> now, what about, like, before it even gets to you playing? Like, what kind of missteps do you see guys making? Talking to me and totally ignoring my husband. Not acknowledging that he exists. I mean, he does, they don't have to say, wow, you're such a lucky guy. Your wife's so beautiful. I, they don't need to suck up to him. Mm -hmm. But be a normal person as if you were in any other social situation. So you, have a, a, you, in, you encounter guys who just kind of treat him like a means to an end? Like, don't do that. Right. Don't, don't treat him like you're sucking up to him to get me. Mm -hmm. if, you're, if I want you, I will have you unless he has seen something that tells me that you're a no. Um, and don't physically stand between me and my husband and put your back to him. That's happened on a couple of occasions. So, so that body position is, is very important. Body like language is everything. But before you've even said two words, your body language has said a lot about you. Mm -hmm. Come over with a smile, extend your hand, say hello to him. Say, you can say hello to me first, it doesn't matter. Right. But say hello to both of us. Now, you always show out when you come to my parties. I've, n I've never seen you not looking hot and sexy in whatever outfit that you're wearing. So I'm, I've always been kind of curious to ask you this. When you know that you're going out to a party, like, how do you determine what you wear? Like, what, what's your thought process as far as this is what I want to wear tonight? Well, sometimes I know days before what I want to wear. Other times, five minutes before I'm leaving the house, I'm trying to decide what I feel like wearing tonight. So it's <laughs> not, there's no formula for that. There's no easy answer. Now, do you, like, is there any particular part of your body that you like to highlight by what you wear? Um, not really. I mean, most of my clothing is very low necklines because I've got big tits, so I like to show those off. But <laughs> <laughs> usually form-fitting clothes, I like my butt. All very nice. All, all, all very nice choices. And, of course, if I'm coming to one of your parties, I consider what I'm wearing because I know what you like to see. <laughs> that always helps. Well, you, you, you definitely always give me, give me an eyeful, that, that's for sure. Now, when you play in, in private, like what do, you, what do you look for as far as, you know, the, the type of guys that, you know, like, because it's one thing to play with a guy at a party. It's another thing to, you know, to do something private, whether it's at his place or your place or a hotel. Like what needs to be different for you to take it to that point where you want to play with somebody in private? Well, first has to be somebody who can play for a longer period of time. Sometimes at parties you play for 10 minutes. You can play for two hours. It's all dependent on the, the party, how many people are there, bed space. But if I'm going to play in private, I have to be able to have a conversation. We have to have something in common. There has to be fun conversation. Maybe if it's just catching up about family or we know stuff about each other because we've known each other for years. But there's more to it than just meet me, have sex with me, and go. Mm -hmm. Now... It's like a date, actually. Right. If you're dating somebody and you have sex with them, you're not just meeting, having sex, and going home. You're talking, chatting, getting to know each other. Now, like I said, I know you've been, been doing this for, for some time. Have you ever had a close call as far as the lifestyle kind of spilling into your private or professional life? Private life, sure. Um, <laughs> In the city once with a family member and a woman, we, we, I was in a store coming up an escalator. There's a woman at the top of the escalator. We knew each other from a club. 
And it was that moment where you look at each other and say, we know each other, we are not going to acknowledge each other, and we just went on about our lives and saw each other months later and said, was I supposed to say hello? Was that <laughs> embarrassing? <laughs> like, we just didn't know. But no, and then it's turned out there have been people in our in our town that mm. turned out to be good friends, but at first you're nervous. Oh my God, somebody in town knows I'm doing this. My life is over. And they're there as well as you are, so there's no love lost. It's just a question of discretion. So that's the closest that you've ever personally come to kind of having a spillover? Oh no, once at a club um, we went to, there was a couple that we thought we recognized from across the room and the guy was an ex-employee of ours, so we left. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> that was not necessary. We weren't having that good of a time. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it wasn't that big of a loss to... No, we just went home early and got a good night's sleep. <laughs> now, since you've been in, in, involved in all of this, because one of the things that I try to do is I try to show people the, the realistic aspects of, of this lifestyle. And, and by saying that, I mean that it has its ups and downs. So with that in mind, have you ever had a situation or a time period where you felt like just giving it all up, like where it was just too much trouble than it, than it was worth, or has it pretty much been consistently good for you guys since you got into it? It's pretty much been consistently good. We've never had horror stories. We've had funny war stories, but never horror stories. And no, we've never thought about just saying, you know, let's take a break from the lifestyle. We've never done that. We might have had things get in the way where we couldn't go out for a while, family, work, mm -hmm. but we never said, no, we're taking a break. We need to get away from this. Okay, now you say uh, funny stories. I always like to kind of get people to so can to talk about that. Can you just kind of recall, you know, because this lifestyle can be extremely funny, you know, just the situations that, that we find ourselves in. So are there any particular, like, funny encounters or funny situations that you found yourself in that, that kind of stand out in your mind? Well, at an event once, a woman came in with her boyfriend, and a little while later, the woman's daughter and the daughter's boyfriend came in, and the two went at it over who could stay and who had to leave. People were pretty much floored by that. It was funny, but it was, when do you expect to see a mother and a daughter at a swing party? Wow. So what wound up happening? Like, who, who gave in? The daughter left. Did you ever do any kind of, like, follow-up to find out? what happened did you ever see them again no we knew the mother and her boyfriend they were friends of ours but we just felt there was something if she wanted to bring it up she right. could do that on her own it really wasn't necessary wow talk about awkward that <laughs> that, that must make thanksgiving very interesting well th they knew about each other's lives it just never crossed until that point so they knew that they each other were in the lifestyle oh, yeah. oh yeah. okay i thought yeah. you meant like that was when they found out like no 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 they were fighting over who was getting to stay because neither one wanted to leave now, one thing that I've, I've seen happen, especially with guys who are, who are inexperienced, and I, you know, I try to tell couples about this all the time, is have you ever had a guy, you know, fall for you, get attached, you know, Once. try to make it more than what it should be, you know, use the L word? Yes, like, yes. Once. Could you kind of tell us a little bit about that? Um, he just asked me a lot of questions about my husband and I and the lifestyle. And at some point it felt a little intrusive and I just kind of shut it down and said, you don't need to know that about us. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to talk about that. And he said, because he loved me and he wanted to be with me. And it was all I could do to keep from laughing. 
<laughs> because the joke in, in our house is if you tell my husband I love your wife, she's wonderful, he'll say, well, you could take her and the credit cards and the debt <laughs> and everything else and the cats. <laughs> so I didn't want to laugh because that was running through my mind. But I thought, no, this needs to stop right now. This is a little too serious. And it wasn't somebody I had known for a long time. Wow. It was just like a month or so. You That's even scarier when it happens in a month. So you, you got that super pussy. I guess so. <laughs> you got guys falling in love after a month. Well, I love you. Well, yeah, but you know, that's, I'm not But you're not taking me in the credit cards and no, the debt. No, no, no. no. no, no, no. You no. have your own issues in life. You don't it, need mine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have no interest in, 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 in all of that extra stuff. And that, that always kind of makes me chuckle when I, when I hear about guys who do that. Because for me, it's like, dude, you don't even really know her. Like, you know her in one capacity. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how you are after a hard day at work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how you are when somebody's pissing you off. Exactly. You don't know if I have road rage. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know how you are in the mornings. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might be a bitch. Like, exactly. I don't, like, I don't know that. So when I hear about these guys that, you know, that, that fall in love with wives, and it's like, what exactly are you falling in love with? Like, are you a teenager? Are you just like, is the pussy that good where you're like, I got to have this woman as my as my girlfriend like well somebody like that that falls in love under those circumstances has their own issues and problems and i don't need those no 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 not at all good luck to them (laughs) (laughs) now um like i said obviously I, i i met you before i was doing my own parties but the parties that i met you at were you know interracially themed parties so when did black men enter your life like when did that become a part of what you enjoy well, the club we used to go to um, was, I don't want to say segregated, that sounds horrible, but there were two floors, and the majority of black men went upstairs. Mm-hmm. And, like, the white couple stayed downstairs, which does sound horrible, but it's not. And the joke was, if you went upstairs, that was the gauntlet. That was where the hardcore players were. <laughs> so we were curious. Let's go upstairs and see what the hardcore now, playing is just, like. <laughs> just to kind of set this up, prior to that happening, you hadn't been with a black man yet. No, I hadn't. Okay, so your first time seeing it live was when you went up those stairs exactly okay go ahead and continue i just wanted to kind of set that up i mean i've always found men of all different colors attractive depending upon what they look like you know Mm. their bodies some men are just assholes no matter what they look like right but i was like this is interesting and i played with this one black guy and it's like this is just like playing with a white guy it really doesn't make any difference i either like who i'm playing with or i don't like who i'm playing with regardless of their of their race right so what was what was that night like for you it was a first for me, and it was a little scary. It was like, oh, my God, I've done something I've never done before. It was like, how many times in our lives can we now say that? Mm-hmm. I've done something I've never done before. Um, but it wasn't like it was, oh, did I do something wrong? My husband was like, you know, if you're happy, do it. It doesn't matter. We'd play with people who were Spanish, people who were Asian. Right. It was just a question of somebody's attracted, and you go for it. Now, do you, like I said, like I said earlier, you're very much into – physical fitness like your body is extremely tight do you ever find that you inti- like you intimidate guys like have you ever encountered that I, nobody's ever said they were intimidated by me I have been told by one gentleman that he was into BBWs that's why he didn't want to play with me and I appreciated that honesty right but I have no doubt that I've intimidated some guys it's okay if they're intimidated they're not going to be good play partners well I think that the you know the 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 you have a very unique t- 
tattoo on on your back and hopefully i'll be able to kind of post a picture of that if, if you're open to it just to kind of people can see what i'm talking about but you have a set of eyes like right on your lower back and I remember the first time that I saw you, it, it can be a little, not unsettling, but it catches your attention. Because like I said, it, sure. it, it feels like you're being... You're being watched. Yeah, like, like even if you're not looking at them, it's like, oh shit, like this is kind I've of... I've had guys say they can't look at it because it, they feel like they're being watched. <laughs> well, pay attention. <laughs> Obviously, I could see from both ends now, so do yeah, a good they, job. Yeah, yeah you, got, you definitely have eyes that, in the back of your head, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... Why do you enjoy all of this so much? Because one of the things, like I said, I've, I've known you for years, and you're always happy. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure that, like, that is your personality. But from a lifestyle perspective, why do you enjoy this so much? Like, what is it about this lifestyle that just makes it so much fun for you? Well, I've met some really good friends, hint, hint. Um, and I mean, men, women, and you can share life stories. You can share problems. Sometimes you need help with something. There's someone who can help you and the barriers are down more so than they are in the vanilla world because you've had sex with them or you've had sex with their husband or you've had sex with the wife, whatever mm -hmm. it is, but you can talk about things in a different level because you've been naked together or you've seen them naked. So it just seems more of a, a tight friendship. Mm -hmm. because you can talk about things you can't talk about with the other women in the supermarket or, you know, on the street. Okay. Now, like I said, I always try to, to talk about things that can kind of make this lifestyle easier for couples who are, who are just entering it or couples who may be struggling uh, with certain aspects of it. So with that in mind, are there any rules like, what are your rules that you have with your husband as far as, okay, we won't do A, B, and C? Like, what are an example of some of the rules that you guys have? If there's somebody who rubs me the wrong way, a, a woman that I just truly don't like, and she shows interest in my husband, he would never play with her. Mm -hmm. And the same goes the other way for, for him. If there's a guy that my husband's like, no, nah, I just don't care for him. I wouldn't ever entertain that. So they really don't have a lot of rules. It's a, also a question of just something comes up what do you think is mm -hmm. this okay and we just respect each other's opinions now are there any rules that you had in the beginning that as you've gotten more comfortable and more experienced you've kind of moved away from and have a better feel on how to handle those situations well originally it was soft swap there was no no fucking mm -hmm. just soft swap and that and worked for a while. For those who might not be aware what how would you explain what soft swapping is it's oral sex you can touch each other. We've always said kissing is allowed, mm -hmm. but no fucking. That was just the end of it for us. And we played like that for, I would say, about a year mm -hmm. until one day the opportunity rose and we just capitalized on it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was like, it was a moment where you wonder, you look at the other one and go, oh no, is this okay? Is it not okay? Is this a fight? Is this mm -hmm. going to be, oh my God, I'm so, why did we wait so long? And it just turned out to be big smiles on our faces going, okay. Now we've put our gone to the deep end of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, another thing that I, you know, and you, you know this about me because you've known me f for so long. I adore sluts. You know, I'm, I've always been very encouraging of, of women who embrace their sexual power. 
but one of the things that is a part of this and you see it a lot from the outside looking in is the practice of slut shaming and i'm just kind of curious to get your take on it you know if you've ever encountered it um when you do encounter it how do you react to it like just kind of give my listeners how you feel about slut shaming and what you have to say about that well no one's ever shamed me no one's uh, to my knowledge no one's ever called me a slut or said oh, how can you do that or how can you do that that guy or whatever and i've personally seen people play that i thought i didn't want to watch but it wasn't a question of shaming her. It was just a question of, okay, I need to move on. This is not my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. I don't want to watch this particular session go on in front of me. But, no, I don't really see that, that people talk about other people. My friends aren't like that anyway. Uh, the few people I've met who have been kind of rude or obnoxious, I've quickly determined that's what they are, mm -hmm. and I've just not bothered myself with them. Because one of the things that I've seen, you know, and I guess you've primarily encountered this at – parties that are geared specifically to couples is I've, I've witnessed sometimes where it's almost like they're keeping score like oh my gosh she's on her third guy you know kind of thing you know and they kind of get this look and you know almost like a judgment you know type of thing um, have you ever if not had it directed towards you have you ever seen anybody doing that towards another person well, if somebody has, I, and it's probably happened, but if somebody has talked like that around me, I usually distance myself. Mm -hmm. There's enough people in a room that I don't have to stand next to someone and hear somebody be bitter and mean. So It's if, not why I'm there. Right. Yeah, you're, you're like, exactly. You're there, you're there to have a good time. You can have sex with one guy and be happy, and I'll have sex with ten guys and be happy. <laughs> and, you know, maybe you're a little jealous. You can slut-shame me, but maybe you're a little jealous because you really wanted those ten guys. So for those women who, you know, like I said, my show gets listened to by a lot of people, so I'm sure that there are women out there listening now who they've encountered that. They've, they've had people, whether online or in person, who kind of make, tried to make them feel bad for being a slut. Like, what kind of words of encouragement would you have for those women who have experienced slut shaming? Well, you have to not care. You have to do what you want to do. If you're not happy with who you are, that's one thing. But if you like what you're doing, and you're enjoying it, and it's on your terms, then it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks of you. And that's hard for some people. Some people mm -hmm. really care what others think. I personally don't. Yeah. The only people I care about, my family, my close friends, they have a problem with something I've said or done. They can tell me. If I barely know you, I really don't care what you think of me. Now, have you always been that way? Pretty like, much, Like, yeah. even pre-lifestyle? Like, that wasn't something that you had to, like, develop a thick skin in the lifestyle? Well, and you kind of brought that into this with you? Well, typical teenage stuff. You care what everybody thinks when you're a teenager. <laughs> and, um, and I think it was college, and it was just like, you know what? Now I have my friends. I'm learning who I am. I'm learning what I like. And the rest of it just doesn't matter. And it took a while, but it did take a while. But, you know, now it's like I said, somebody doesn't like me. I'm like, it's too bad, because I'm a really good friend if you need <laughs> one. <laughs> Ask a few people. They'll tell you. <laughs> So at what point in, in your life did you kind of have that, that inner monologue where you realized that, wow, I, like, I know that everybody enjoys sex, but I really enjoy sex. Like, there's that moment where you kind of learn that you're slightly different from your peers as far as your views on sex and, and things that you enjoy. Like, like can you remember when that, that moment happened for you? 
Not really. It's been an evolution where it started out small, like I said, soft, soft swap. And then you get to a point where you look in the mirror and go, I'm doing this. <laughs> Did I ever think that I would be doing this? And I have that moment, you know, every couple of years. I go, wow, now I'm doing this. <laughs> like, what is left? <laughs> <laughs> so do you still have a bucket list? I mean, do you, is there anything left? on your on your bucket list or um, is not really not really <laughs> well maybe one or two things i don't want to discuss right, right <laughs> but right. the usual well, you know go see the eiffel tower you know that's still on my bucket list <laughs> <laughs> that's on everybody's i think okay so now one of the things that i i do with my show and i i definitely hope to have you back when i do that but i i do a a special type of, of episode where it's basically all pillow talk. You know, it's it's giving people that, you know, pulling the curtain back, you know, letting them know, you know, what you enjoy, why you enjoy it, how you like it, you know, the, the kinkiest fun you've had. No, you know, I those can't give all the secrets away. Well, no, no, we're not going to go over that That'll now. That'll give people a, le a leg up when they meet me. No, 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 <laughs> we're, we're, we're not going to talk about that now. That's not that's not what this particular episode oh, is, is about. But like I said, I, I, I know that I want to have you back for that particular series to kind of, you know, because, I mean, let's be honest, pe people want to hear that stuff. They want to, because it's highly erotic, it's highly titillating, you know, it's exciting you know, to know that people are out there listening to you kind of talk about experiences you've had and, and, and blushing and, oh my God, I would love to experience that, but I don't know if I would have the courage to do that. And mm. now let's be honest, I know you, I, I know you've got some good stories, you know, a few. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I would, you know, I would, I would love to, you know, to, to, to get you to, you know, to, to share some of them. But, um, so there are a lot of people who are very curious about parties. So when somebody is thinking about going to their first party, like what kind of advice would you have for those people as far as these are things that you should keep your eyes open for? This is how you, in other words, how should they mentally prepare themselves for going to a, par a lifestyle party? Well, never being to a lifestyle party, you might actually see a dozen naked people having sex. And if you've never seen that live, that could be kind of daunting. You might want to take a step back and just stand in the corner of the room and just take it in and be polite and smile <laughs> and just wait and see what happens. You never know. You might get invited in. You might want to go. You might not want to go. But just to be open-minded and not judgmental, I guess, and just smile and be friendly. Now, Try to talk to people. <laughs> now, we talked about the mistake that, that single guys you know, that you see guys making, you know, in this lifestyle, what kind of mistakes do you see couples making? Um, sometimes I'm not sure why she's doing it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I get the impression that he is pushing her to do it. I've heard it. I've heard guys say, why don't you go touch somebody? Just get something started. I stay away from those couples. We stay away from those couples. They're, somebody's pushing the other one. That's not what we want. Mm -hmm. Um, Couples should just be unified. Don't split the room. Don't divide and conquer. Like, stay together. Be friendly together. Show that you're a couple so people can get a sense of who you are, that you're good together, so that if they do just play with one of you, the other one's not going to be a factor and be in the way. 
you can trust it. If, say you meet a couple, like I've, we've done this, I've met a couple, and I could just tell the wife wanted to play with me, and the husband was very pushy, and he was answering questions when I was talking to her. Mm-hmm. And I just know that if she and I got naked, he was going to have to be part of that. And I didn't want him to be part of that, so therefore I'm not going to play with her. <laughs> and that's a shame because it would have been nice. <laughs> now, one of the things that, that you and I have both seen uh, in this lifestyle is the term taking one for the team. Ouch. Yeah. Have you first part of that question, have you ever been in that position? Have you ever done it and what are your thoughts on it? No, I haven't. I might have been on the fence. We might have met a couple where I was like, "Well, they seem okay, but I wasn't like wowed." But that didn't mean that I was like, "No, I don't want to play with them, but he really wants to, so I'll do it anyway." Mm-hmm. That usually means you you meet a couple, and one one part of you is saying, "Wow, I've got to have them," and the other one saying, "Well, I'll do it just to make you happy, but I really don't want to be here, and I don't ever want to have sex on those terms." Now, have you ever kind of, I guess, been on the opposite end where? there was a couple and the husband really wanted to play with you or the wife really wanted to play with your husband and you didn't, either of you weren't feeling the other person. Yeah, absolutely. Like like how do you typically handle that that type of situation? Well, we've excused ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) If it's a simple meeting somebody for drinks, meet a couple for drinks, you're going home after anyway, you're not playing. Mm -hmm. But if we were at an event where play was possible, we would say we'll be back in a minute or so. We just have to make a phone call or we find a reason to walk away and say that one will say to the other, no, I can't. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not and the other one say, okay, fine. Now, has there ever been, even if it just happened one time, has there ever been an instance where, whether for your, from your perspective or your husband's perspective, where you were like, damn, I wish his wife was a little bit hotter because he was a really good guy and I would, re- but like I, I, I it sucks that you weren't feeling her because I was really feeling him. Of course. And it's happened the <laughs> other way, too. He's really feeling her. And I'm looking at the guy going, no, it's sorry. You know, it's like, wow, she, she would have been so good. I'm like, I'm sure she would have. You guys would look great together. Why don't you play with her and we'll watch? You know? Well, I guess that's I guess the thing that that separates you from, I guess, your typical swinger couple is both of you are fine saying – Hey, if I'm not feeling her or I'm not feeling him, you're it's okay. I'm okay with you. Yeah, you know. four-way connection is really hard. Yeah, it's hard to get four people on the same page at the same exactly. time. Exactly. So, it, listen, if he finds someone he wants to play with and she wants to play, go for it. I'm fine with that. I'll watch. I'll go in another room. I don't care. Whatever, <laughs> whatever the mood is, whatever the vibe is. Okay. So another thing that I'm sure uh, you know people are curious about because one of the things that I, I like to highlight in my show is showing people how this lifestyle strengthens couples and and gives them a, a higher level of appreciation for each other so speaking on that how has this affected the way that you see your husband like how do you see your husband you know years into this lifestyle as opposed to when you guys first got together I don't know that I see him any different, really. Um, we've had, you know, ups and downs in the lifestyle trying to find different paths that we wanted to take. And, of course, you know, we've had, you know, times where it didn't work out with another couple and one of us had to be disappointed. But I don't view him differently. I do – well, the one th- that's not true. The one way I do view him differently is I know he's got my back. Not that mm-hmm. I ever had a doubt about it, 
But now I've seen it in action. When I've needed him to take care of something for me, he's there for me. Mm -hmm. So I know that, you know, I come first. I am his first priority no matter what else is going on. Okay. And I guess to get a little uh, a little risque, how has being in this lifestyle affected your sex life with your husband? Well, we certainly have a lot more to talk about in bed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's made us try different things, different parties, different toys, different you know, sex acts, because we've seen so many different things happen. You know, occasionally you see something and go, that's interesting. Oh, that position, never thought that would work. <laughs> you can, I never thought my leg would go there, yeah. you know, and you see it in action. I can do that. It's, yeah, it's, it's funny that you, you bring it up. I actually had a, a, a conversation uh, with the woman and the subject went to, like, what, what would you like to experience? And honestly, I don't, I don't even know how this would be possible from a logistics standpoint. But basically, she wants two in her ass and two in her pussy at the same time. Well, that would be four guys who are right. extremely skinny with really long dicks. Yeah. <laughs> it's about like, the only way I could think that happens. Like, have, you ever, have you ever even seen that? Like, is that possible logistically? I've seen two in one hole and one in the other. Yeah, I've seen that. Three guys, and that's really yeah. difficult. There's still some one guy's leg is like stretched out. I don't know how you'd get a fourth guy in. I there. mean, that's got to be like maybe something that goes on like a, a Cirque du Soleil or something. Where even people still, she'd have to take her legs off. <laughs> <laughs> then I think that would work. <laughs> so it, it, okay, I'm not even going to go there. I had a thought, but I'm not. No, there's just too many images in my head. Now. Yeah, stop. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go there. Um, so before I, I, I wrap this up, you know, like I asked you before. You know, you kind of have this this platform now where you have all of these different people who are listening to you right now. So are there any, you know, words of wisdom, uh, encouragement, warnings, like anything that you want to, you know, say to the people who are listening? Well, in this lifestyle, people are still people. They're no different than people you meet in any other walk of life. You still have people that are wonderful and become very close friends. And you have people that will annoy you. <laughs> so don't go into it expecting it to be one way. Um, just talk to your partner. Know what they want, what they don't want. Be honest about what you want and don't want. Because the last thing you want to do is be in a situation where you just lose it. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that happen. Women go screaming out of a room because their husband talked them into something or they tried it and they just never were honest with their partner. So just be honest and it's like any other part of your life. You're mm. going to meet people you're going to like and meet people that you're going to absolutely not like. <laughs> Luckily, I've met a lot of people I really like. Well, yeah, I mean, how, how could somebody not like you, though? I mean, or you. Just, just, just or you. You're just like the penultimate host. <laughs> well, thank you. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you your, your money for saying such nice things about me. I it was $5 it. for every compliment. Right, okay. right, right. I, I'm keeping a tab <laughs> over here. I'm keeping a tab over here. But um, well, like I said, I'm, I'm hosting a party this evening, so I, I can't let this interview go as long as I would normally like to because I do have to get ready, and you know, we, ha we have guests arriving uh, very shortly. But this is something that I've wanted to do with you for, for quite some time. Like I said, you've always been very supportive and encouraging of anything that I wanted to venture into. You know, so I knew that I wanted to have you on my show and have you, you know, cause you're one of my favorite people in this mm. lifestyle and you know that. I know you're one of my favorites. You know, it's and been a pleasure to be on this journey with <laughs> you. That's another $5. <laughs> Put it on my tab, <laughs> you know? So with that being said, 
I want to thank Elle for, for being a guest. And I want to thank all of you for, again, listening to my show. And just kind of a another thank you for everyone who's been uh, so supportive and encouraging and just wanting the show to be better and being there for me, offering their critiques, their advice, their positive comments, what have you. I just want you all to know that it's it's definitely appreciated and I, I plan on you know doing this for as long as you guys keep appreciating it so i want to thank you all for listening to another episode of the keys and anklets podcast hopefully you all have a good night i know that i will and, and i will <laughs> and i will see you soon and thank you l again for for agreeing to be a part of this oh, it you're means a lot to welcome. me welcome it was my pleasure all right thank you and you guys have a good evening Thank you.